Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. We're a church. We're a house of prayer. We are in the vein of the Holy Spirit. We've got churches in South Florida, in Birmingham, Alabama, and Colango. We've got houses of prayer in Perth, Australia, Hong Kong, Atlanta. We are moving and growing. We've got prayer hubs in over 15 nations of the earth, over 200 of them. God is moving through the awakening prayers. Why? Why is God moving an awakening house of prayer global movement? Because he wants prayer. He wants an awakening. And those two things always go together. Listen, we're in South Florida. Me personally, I'm in South Florida. Our church meets on Sundays at 1047 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. Amen. You can come to either one of those services. Two different messages. Come to both. Many people do two different messages, two different worship teams, two different, completely different encounters. And we're waiting on you. We'll see you on Sunday. Amen. Awakening prayer hubs. Join the movement. I'm looking for a thousand prayer warriors to raise up as prayer leaders. Awakening prayer hubs is endorsed by Lou Engel, uh, Mike Bickle, Cindy Jacobs, Patricia King, Dick Eastman, Becca Greenwood, Alvita King. I mean, it just goes on and on. Our endorsement list continues to grow. Why? Because these leaders in the body of Christ understand that we need prayer and that God has called me to make prayer my life's work. Maybe he's called you to make prayer your life's work. Maybe you want to be part of something bigger than yourself. Maybe you can commit to praying at least once a month for awakening and revival in your city for the lost, for the churches. Amen. Awakeningprayerhubs.com. Join the movement today. Amen. The Ignite Network is almost four years old as of the time of this taping. IgniteNow.org. We're a prophetic family. And our family is growing. We have room for you at Ignite. You want to learn about the prophetic. You want to be in a company of people where you can learn safely, release prophetic words safely. I'm judging every single word that you guys said. Did you know that? Nothing gets past me in that group. I've had to tell certain people, look, that's not quite right. Let's talk about what part of this you may have mixed with your soul. I'm teaching, I'm training. Get in there and ignite if it's going to bless you. If you're looking for that camaraderie, 
your marvelous comrades in the prophetic, ignitenow.org. Listen, today we're reading from Mornings with the Holy Spirit, listening daily to the still small voice of God. And today's devotion is called, titled, Hold On to Hope. And here's what I heard the Lord say. Father is able to use every bit of your bad day, every part of your past, every moment of pain and persecution you've endured for your benefit. Believe that with all your heart and soul. Nothing you face is too much for you. You are an overcomer, says the Lord. Nothing you endure will shake you or break you when you when hope is the anchor of your soul. So hold on to hope through every bad day, through memories of the past, through painful experiences, and through persecution. Father is using everything in your life for good. Come on. He's using everything in your life for good. Come on, you got to believe that today. God is using everything in your life for good. Scripture references for today, Genesis 50, 20, Romans 15, 13, Romans 12, 12. And the prayer starter, I'm so grateful that Father can bring good out of bad. That's a miracle. And it's a truth that gives me hope. I will hope in your love. I will hope in you. I will patiently hope. Surely there is a future and my hope will not be cut off. Will you stir hope in my heart? And of course, his answer is yes and amen. He is the God of hope. Where hope is missing, there's a lie somewhere. Where hope is absent, God has been left out of the equation somehow, somewhere. So Father, this morning we praise you and we thank you because you are the God of hope. You are the God in whom we trust. You are the God in whom we anchor our hope. You are the anchor of our hope. We praise you this morning. We honor you this morning, God. We're going to press past yesterday. Come on, I just see already. I'm just picking it up. Some of you need to press past yesterday. Some of you need to press past this morning. Some of you woke up in a mood. Some of you woke up feeling overtired. You didn't want to get your feet on the ground. But let me just tell you this. When you put your feet on the ground, the enemy began to tremble. You have authority. So we praise you today for this day, God. This is a day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. This day. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. You made this day. And you're going to order our steps through this day, so we praise you. Because you are the orderer of our steps through this day. You made this day for us to go out into the world and shine, to burn and shine like John the Baptist. To let that light that is in us, the light of the world, the hope of glory, emanate through us. So, Father, we praise you. And we're going to set our minds on you this morning. No matter what happened yesterday, no matter what happened several hours ago in this day. We're going to praise you no matter what, because you are sovereign. You are in control. You are on the throne, seated high above the circle of the earth, looking down upon us, smiling upon us, and laughing at our enemies. We praise you, Elohim, creator God, the creator of the universe. (laughs) You are on our side. You are with us. You are for us. You are never against us. You love us with a perfect love. So we praise you this morning and we thank you 
that you are not a man that you should lie, that you do not change. <laughs> you don't change your mind. You're not double-minded. Father, help us not to be double-minded because you created us in your image and you are not double-minded. You did not mean for us to slip into this trap of the enemy called double-mindedness. Would you deliver us from double-mindedness today? For one moment we're on top of the world and the next moment we're off in a ditch somewhere. Feeling sorry for ourselves, hiding from the enemy. You've not called us to hide from the enemy. You've not called us to run from the enemy, but you've called us to run from you and hide in you. We've got to get our running and our hiding in the right place. Come on. God has not called you to run away from the enemy. You are to run to the battle line. You know why? Because God is at the battle line. I said David ran to the battle line because God was at the battle line. Hey, hey, hey. God met him at the battle line. You understand? You're not called to run away from the devil. You're not called to flee from the devil. The devil has to flee from you. The devil has to flee from the God and you. David ran David ran to the battle line because God was at the battle line. And if the other Israelites had understood that God was at the battle line, they would have run there too. They could have been the heroes. They could the victors. They could have been the storyline. God was there all the time waiting for one who had the courage to face down Goliath. God was at the battle line all along with his grace, with his all-sufficient power, his mighty power. He was there all along ready to take on Goliath. He just needed a man whose hands and feet he could work through. He just needed a man who was brave enough to meet him at the battle line. Throw the lion down. Jesus, are you getting this? This is a revelation. Will you please understand the words coming out of my mouth? You are not called to run from the enemy. You are not called to run and hide in a cave from Jezebel like Elijah did. That's where we missed it. He was a mighty man of God, but God wasn't in the cave. Elijah hid in the cave and God didn't speak to him anything of significance again until he came out of the cave. God said, come out here. And when he came out of the cave, when he stopped hiding from Jezebel, that's when God spoke to him again. Could it be possible that the reason why you're losing your battle is because you're running away from the battle line instead of to the battle line? Could it be possible that the reason you have so much trouble with Jezebel is because you're hiding in a cave instead of coming out to hear what God would say, the strategy that he would give you to overcome? You're not called to run from the enemy. You're not called to hide from Jezebel. You're called to run to the battle line, and you're called to be hidden with Christ in God. Hidden in the secret place. Hidden under the shadow of his wings. Hidden in his truth. Hidden in his stronghold. David ran to the battle line because he knew that God was at the battle line, and he knew that Goliath was no match for his God. He knew that he could not fail. He knew that his stone flying out of his sling would take Goliath down. He knew that he knew that he knew that he knew. How confident are you in your sling and in your stone? You can be confident in your spiritual warfare skills, but you've got to have more confidence in the God who backs up the skills and the God who backs up the weapons. You can get prideful in spiritual warfare and lose the battle, even though you're expert. David was really good with that sling and that stone. 
David was an expert with that sling and that stone. He practiced all the time. I imagine out there in the wilderness, he was good at it. He could hit the bullseye. He hit the lion right between the eyes. But guess what? That little stone in itself, without the power of God behind it, would never have knocked the lion to the ground. It was the power of God in the weapon of choice. It was the power of God behind the skill of David. It was the power of God that took the lion down. So, Father, help us to develop spiritual warfare skills because we need them. We are not to be ignorant of the devil's devices. We are not to be ignorant of the devil's devices. We are not supposed to be unskilled in the word. The Bible tells us to study to show ourselves approved. Rightly dividing the word of truth is the truth that combats the, combats the enemy's lies. It's the scripture that becomes a weapon in our mouths, slicing up the plans of the enemy trying to manifest in our lives. So help us, Lord, to, 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 to be skillful in spiritual warfare, to be skillful in handling the word, to be skillful. But help us, Lord, never to get in pride about our skills. Because you resist the proud. You give grace to the humble. Help us to approach your word in every battle with humility, like David did. He was confident in his God, not in his own skills only. He was confident in his skills, but he was more confident in his God. That's a better way to put it. So, Father, help us to develop the spiritual warfare skills that we need to succeed in this life. Because the enemy is roaming about like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Lord, you tell us in your word that the enemy comes but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But you came to give us life in abundance to the full until it overflows. We want to live in the overflow. That means we got to stop running away from the enemy and letting him steal and devour. Because we didn't guard what belonged to us. We ran away and hid in a cave. We didn't guard our houses. We retreated into our bedrooms to watch Netflix. We didn't guard our children. We retreated into work because it drowns out the sorrows of the earth. We didn't guard what you gave us. We ran to something else. We ran to someone else. We didn't run and hide in you under the shadow of your wings. We didn't run to the battle line where you were. We didn't run. We, we ran to the cave and we hid. We put our, 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 our heads in the sand and we didn't want to face the problem. We didn't want to face the financial problem. Now we've got more financial problems. We didn't want to face the IRS. Now there's a bigger issue with the IRS. We didn't want to face the, the, the mass growing on the side of our body. And now we've got a bigger problem that is going to be a bigger expense and a bigger pain. Father, help us to stop running away from things that scare us. Help us to stop running away from unpleasant issues of life. Help us to stop running away from confrontations with people that must be had. Help us to stop running away. And start running into you. Because you are the God of all wisdom. We run into you. You are the God of, the, of all safety. We run into you. You are the God who protects and delivers. We run into you. Help us to stop running away. Because when we run away from the problem, we're actually running away from you. Because you are the ultimate problem solver. You're, you're right there. Come on now. God is right there where the problem is. He didn't cause the problem. 
But he's right there facing down the problem with a solution in his hand. And when you run away from the problem, you're running away from God because God is sitting right there next to the problem saying, hey, come over here, let's talk about it. You can blast this thing. I'm going to give you wisdom. I'm going to give you grace. I'm going to give you divine connections. I'm going to help you see the solution. God's the ultimate prophetic solutionist. Help us to stop running away from our problems. Help us to stop running and hiding in a cave where we can't hear your voice. We can't discern your will. We're isolated. Elijah got a death threat from Jezebel. <laughs> he should have ran to Jezebel and threw her down himself. He should have ran to Jezebel and confronted her like he confronted those 850 false prophets. He should have ran to Jezebel and said, Woman, what is your problem? Bow to the one true living God. He should have ran to Jezebel himself. Jehu never should have had to do it. It was Elijah's task. Don't run away from Jezebel. You have authority over Jezebel. Don't run away from Python spirits. You've got authority over that. Don't run away from demons. You've got authority over them. Don't go hide in a cave and isolate yourself and be in a situation where you can't even barely hear the voice of God because all you hear is the sound of your vain imaginations echoing off the walls of the caves. You know, when you're in a cave, things echo. They echo, and the devil talks to you, and that voice of the enemy echoes and echoes and echoes and echoes. Don't run away. Oh, Jesus. I wish I could get some of you to grab hold of this. I don't like confrontation. <laughs> Most people don't. I don't like problems. But the revelation God has given me in this last several days is to look differently at problems, completely differently. I'm going to share this with you. We're going to pray, in the, pray into this. To start looking at problems as opportunities. And you've probably heard that before. You've heard it before. You've heard it before. Problems are opportunities. Yeah, 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 yeah. A crisis is an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're in crisis, you don't want to hear that. When you've got a problem, you don't want to hear that. But do you really think for a moment that your problems phase God? Do you really think for a moment that your problem, no matter how large, no matter how small, moves God to fear or moves God to confusion? No. So why does it move you to fear? Your problem doesn't frustrate God. So why does it frustrate you? Let me, let me, let me put it this way. Why do you allow it to frustrate you? The problem is an opportunity for your growth. The problem is an opportunity for advancement. You know, anytime you grow, you're going to have problems. Do you know that? Anytime you advance, you're going to have obstacles. It's part of the struggle. It's part of the journey. So stop letting it frustrate you. If, God, if Jesus were frustrated every time he ran into a problem, the Gospels would read much differently. If he got frustrated because the Pharisees were persecuting him and calling him the devil every other day, going and hiding in a cave, licking his wounds, complaining to God, the Gospels would read much differently. But Jesus endured suffering. He endured persecution. They mocked him. They beat him. And he didn't run from it. He could have. He told Peter in the Garden of Gethsemane, I can call on my father right now. And ten legions of angels will come and fight for me. But he didn't run from the cross. Ah. 
He didn't run from the cross. Oh, it was a problem. <laughs> it was a problem. The cross was a problem for Jesus. It was. Imagine the stress, the pressure of knowing for those whole, that thing. He, he knew all the time he had to go to the cross. He talked about it a lot. Can you imagine? It was a problem. He was in the garden of Gethsemane, sweating drops of blood. That's how stressed out he was. It's a real medical condition. You can actually sweat blood if you get stressed out enough. Most of you have never done that. So you don't really know what stress is, do you? I don't know what stress is. I haven't stressed to the point of dropping blood. Hebrew says that. <laughs> it was a problem. He asked the Lord three times, take this away from me. If it's possible, if there's any other way, three times. Guess what? Paul had a thorn in his side. It was a problem. It was a problem. He asked the Lord three times, take it away. God said no. Jesus had to go to the cross. Paul had to endure the, 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 the thorn in his side. Problem. You've got to look at it as an opportunity for advancement, an opportunity for growth. There's no way that you can advance and get where you want to go to see your dreams come true without facing problems. There's no way you can even live life without facing problems. God is not frustrated by what frustrates you. His grace is sufficient for you. That's what he told Paul. That's what he's telling you today. He is the problem solver. He's sitting right there next to your problem saying, come over here, sit down. Let's look at this together. Come over here. Let's just, let me give you the solution. Come, sit with me, run to me. Stop running to popcorn and chocolate bars. Stop running to Netflix and NFL. Stop running to all these other things to try to forget about your problems, but come to me because I can solve it. I can give you the solution. I can show you the way through. As a matter of fact, I am the way through. So, Father, today, would you give us a new mindset about problems? Because we all have them. We all have them. We all have them. If we don't have one now, we're going to have one soon. Sooner than we'd like, because we'd never like to have them. But help us to welcome problems like we welcome a personal trainer trying to strengthen us in the natural. Let these problems open our eyes to the ways of God. Father, let these problems cause us to look beyond our own internal resources and begin to seek you the all-sufficient God, the God who sukkah, the God who saw the problem before the problem manifested, <laughs> the God who had it in. <laughs> Come on. The God, help us for to look at you, the God who had the answer to the problem before the problem manifested. Can you just get this today? The God who had this, the answer to the problem that you face before the problem ever manifested. He saw it coming. He already made a way around it, through it, to overcome it. So, Father, help us today to stop running away from the devil, to stop running away from confrontations, to stop running away from painful realities, and help us to start running to the battle line where you're standing waiting to fight with us, where the angel armies are gathered around to war with us, Help us to stop running to a cave when the devil threatens us, but help us, Lord, to run and confront the demon powers 
that are trying to isolate us so they can beat us up all the more. Help us to see what we can't see. Help us to change our perspective completely on problems. Not that we want them, but the Bible does say to rejoice in all things. So, Father, we rejoice in our problems because we know that it's just a stepping stone. It's just a stepping stone. We become more like Jesus. When we do this the right way, when we lean on you, trust in you, we're going to learn some things that are invaluable. No book could teach us other than maybe the Bible. But there's some things that aren't even in the Bible. Experiences we go through, the principles, the precepts are in the Bible, but we can't get a self-help book that will help us in the same way that walking through a problem with God and letting him lead us and show us teacher himself. So we thank you, Lord. We praise you. We honor you because you're the problem solver. We're going to look at this differently from now on. We're going to rejoice knowing that you already saw it and you've got it. You've got us. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus name. Come on, somebody kick it up a notch. We're going to, we're going to deal with the enemy now because he's in contempt of court. It's an offense. (laughs) <laughs> it's an offense of being disobedient or disrespectful toward a court of law and its officers. It's, it's, it's behavior that opposes or defies the authority, justice, or dignity of the court. And the devil does this all the time. The enemy is in contempt of court in your life. He's accusing you before God, making up lies. And some of it's true. Some of what he accuses you of is true. The way he does it, he's out of order. I said, the devil is out of order. I said, the devil is out of order. The Bible says all things should be done decently and in order. And the Lord right now, I hear the Lord saying, order in the court. Order in the court. Order in the court. It needs to be God's order in the court. And the devil wants to lie. He wants to manipulate. He's in contempt of court. He's an offense to God. He's disobedient to God. He's disrespectful toward God ever since the day of the insurrection when Lucifer used to walk before the throne of God just in the presence of God and then he decided to disobey to demonstrate disrespect he disrupted heaven taking a third of the angels with him he opposed the procedures of heaven it was willful disobedience willful to God's law. It was willful obstruction of justice. That's what he's doing. I see that, Lord. I see it, Lord. I didn't see it yesterday when you told me to pray about this, but I see it now. It's willful obstruction of justice. Oh, Jesus. He's in contempt of court over willful obstruction of justice. Oh, Jesus. And I've got the proof. It's called delay. Have you been seeing delay after delay after delay in your life? Have you been seeing Have you been seeing people stealing from you? Have you been seeing people lie on you? Have you been seeing people steal your promotion? Have you been seeing people do all manner of, of evil towards you, persecuting you? It's willful obstruction of justice. The enemy is trying to hold back your payback 
Oh, Jesus. I said, the enemy is trying to hold back your vindication. Oh, Jesus. I said, the enemy is trying. There's a court of law, and God is your vindicator. God is the judge. God is the one who makes the crooked places straight. God is the one who makes the wrong things right. God is the one who brings justice into your life for the things that you suffered wrongly. He is the one. He is the one. He is the one. And in the court proceedings of heaven, God is ruling in your favor, but the enemy has obstructed the justice. The enemy has tried to hinder the blessing, the vindication, the vengeance from coming and manifesting in your life. There's a war in the spirit, would you hear me today? There's a war in the spirit over your justice manifesting. I said there's a war in the spirit over the manifestation of your justice. Many of you have been like a widow in Luke 18, and you said, God, avenge me of my enemies. God, avenge me of my enemies. God, avenge me of my enemies. Day and night, you've been knocking. Day and night, you've been seeking. Day and night, you've been praying. Day and night, like the like widow in Luke 18. But remember what happened when Daniel prayed. His prayers released a war in the heavens. And the angel that came to bring the prayer answer met with the principality and began wrestling with that principality and could not handle the fight on his own. So Michael came to help the angel wrestle that prince of Persia, that principality over Persia that was obstructing the prayer answer. Finally, with the help of Michael, this angel came through and spoke to Daniel, Jesus There's a war in the heaven over the justice of God manifesting in your life. You hear me? There's a war in the heaven over the justice of God manifesting in your life. The enemy is in contempt of court. God ordered justice. And the enemy is obstructing your justice. You know, in the natural, there's fines for obstructing justice. Sometimes there's even imprisonment for obstructing justice. So we bind the enemy right now in Jesus' name. We detain him right now in the name of the Lord. Every enemy of our manifested justice, we break your powers and your assignment in Jesus' name. You You've hindered our justice. We hinder your operations in Jesus' name. We take authority. We restrain you. We restrict you. In Jesus' name. We repress you in Jesus' name. No longer will we cry out for justice over and over and over and over when God has already ordered it. We're not going to keep praying for something God has already done. We're going to shift our strategy because God's done it. The enemy is obstructing it. Do you understand me? Some of you keep praying for justice and God's already released it. But the enemy is obstructing it. The enemy is delaying it. The enemy is holding it back from you. Oh, Jesus. We bind you, devil. We put you in restraints. We confine you to the hell from which you came. No longer will we cry out for something that already belongs to us, that God has already dispatched. We will lift up our voices and we will release our authority. And we say now, release our justice. We say now, you spirit of delay, loose our justice. We say now, you spirit of sabotage, loose our justice. We say now, you principalities and powers, you will have to bow to Jesus. We shackle you. We handcuff you. We put you under our feet where you belong.
bind you. We break your assignment. And we command you to loose our justice. Loose it once and for all. Loose it once and for all. Loose our justice once and for all. We command you to loose our justice. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, we thank you that it's done. I know the enemy's going to try to come and meddle with our minds and say, was that even real? We thank you that the justice is coming. The justice is coming. For some of you, it's going to come within 21 days. Justice that has escaped you for years. Take Daniel as a model. It's biblical. There's a war in the heaven right now. And you just empowered a whole lot more angels to go and hearken to the voice of God's word through you. You just released the will of God and came into agreement with the will of God. You shifted your strategy to match the strategy of heaven. And you're going to see justice manifest. Some of you will be in 21 days. I'm not God. I can't tell you individually. There's thousands of people listening to this broadcast, millions in a month. Some of you are going to get justice that's been held back for 21 days. Some of you are going to get justice you didn't even know you needed. (laughs) Things happened to you that you didn't even know happened to you. In other words, people did dirty to you. You You didn't even know. Somehow God protected you from knowing. Because he knew that it would make you bitter if you knew. Some of you, and that's why a windfall is going to come, or some divine connection is going to come, because someone did you dirty in the background, and you never knew it. You never knew why you lost that promotion. You never knew why you lost that job. You never knew why you lost that friend. There was no announcement. There was no blow-up. My God, my God, my God. Some of you didn't know. You didn't know. You didn't know. You didn't know the devil did you dirty. You didn't know. Something happened. Somebody faded out of your life. It was hurtful, but you didn't know it was the devil. You didn't know it was... A Judas spirit, you didn't know. Jesus, you didn't know. And you don't need to know. What you do need to know is this. God saw it and he protected you from knowing. But he's going to bring it back around to you. He's going to bring vindication to your name, some of you. He's going to bring justice in your finances, some of you. Some of you sowed into false prophets. And although that's a bad seed sowed in bad ground, some of you, God's going to give you an opportunity where you can make that money back. You're not reaping what you sowed from the seed, but you're reaping the mercy and the grace of God for the intentions of your heart, Jesus. Father, we thank you. 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 We thank you that you protected us from knowing. I I just feel real strongly about that. I'm going to say it one more time for those in the back. Some of you didn't know why certain things happened, certain heartbreaks, certain losses, You didn't know. You didn't even discern it was the devil. And in this season, you're going to see justice for those things. It's going to manifest as windfalls. It's going to manifest as reconciled relationships. Listen to me. It's going to manifest as promotions at your job or better job offers. It's going to manifest in just like this deep peace in your heart. Father, we thank you today. We give you praise and we give you honor and we give you glory. We're so grateful for what you've done today on this prayer broadcast. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, this was a good broadcast, guys. We're going higher. Why? Because you're unified. You all should be sharing this to every group you have in every timeline. The more people, the more power. The more unity, the greater the blessing. Amen. God is good. Today will be a good day to sow. Today will be a good day to sow. If you want to donate today, it'd be a good day to donate. JenniferLeClaire.org slash donate. You can use the text to give, text the word pray, 754-701-2161.
Yeah, this is a breakthrough day. This is a good day. Told you it's going to be a breakthrough day. Some of you didn't believe me. And you got a breakthrough anyway. You can use the text to give, 754-701-2161. Text the word pray. You can use the PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. Want to send something in the mail? P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. Father, thank you for this breakthrough day. I bless the seed that's being sown today. I ask you to multiply it back to the givers. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God is so good. Bless you. I will see you on the other side. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.